Uh, welcome to Preach, Kev, Preach. Pastor Kevin Kev uh, here again with another sermon, another episode. Here, my boy again, Austin Hunt. How you doing, man? I'm doing good, man. I'm uh, I'm really ready for the football season to start. I can't, I can't describe it. And uh, the Colts definitely have a chance to win it, win this division. Uh, I guess we'll get into that. Uh, we're talking about the AFC and the NFC South, the Dirty South. These are two divisions that you know has a lot of lot of talent throughout the whole you know top to bottom. So we're gonna get right into the Indianapolis Colts in the AFC, four and twelve overall, two and four in the division. Andrew Luck is finally back, new head coach, new regime. I don't like this roster. I think it needs a lot of work. Uh, what are your What are your thoughts about it? Um, their defense is definitely bad, but I believe in Andrew Luck. They improved their offensive line, and if you give Andrew Luck time, he's going to make some plays. And I like what they're doing at running back by getting Naheem Hines and Jordan Wilkins and bringing in Eric Ebron because they like to run those two tight end sets, so they have him and Doyle. And I just think they're going to be able to move the ball, and that's all they need to stay in games. All right, and I'm trying to picture, you know, how this team is going to work offensively. Like I said, so you had the Eagles, the Eagles offensive coordinator coming over. So, like you said, the two double uh, tight end set. You have you have a, I guess your your deep threat in Ty. I guess he's gonna be the Alshon or Ryan Grant will be the Alshon. I don't. I'm not really sure how how they would mix and match. But essentially, we know they're gonna be something. They was what day on the day last, you know, with every category last year. Even though Jacoby Brissett played pretty decent uh, football, but like you said, yeah, I think they got the best player in the draft. Yeah, it's not a, it's not a sexy choice to say a left guard is the best player. We're talking about 15, 20 years from now, I think Quentin Nelson might you know Quentin Nelson can the gold jacket guy. That was very impressive, um, and you know we got a chance to see Andrew Luck in preseason take some hits. He didn't really take no shots down the field that I wanted to see in him and Ty connection, but they got they got they got they going in a good direction. But I just I just I just don't think one man can make a can make a show. One man can't make a show, but I feel like just the team they have is built to compete and maybe even beat the same teams in their division. Because we all know the Jag- Jags' defense is the best defense, arguably, in the league. But they're weak at tight end, which the Colts have two of. And then the Houston Houston has a great front seven, but their their secondary is is not the best. And I like what the Titans have done with their defense, how they revamped it, but I don't know if they have the offensive prowess to to keep up with the Colts if they're going back and forth, back and forth. The Titans would have to slow that game down and play their own game if they want to win. I mean, that's, I mean, that's a good point. But this season, though, I had them going 5-11. and 11. I just think, like you said, when you play in your division, that's, you know, like I said, that's two playoff teams from last year. And a Texas team who, you know, looked good on the field, even though they went five hundred with Watson. They finally they finally found their future quarterback. And also they're playing the NFC East. Uh I think that's four solid solid teams that we got into last last uh sermon uh about them. And they're playing the AFC East, so they they can get three wins out of that maybe. It just it just to me it's just uh not not the right year, should I say, for for a team for a one man show. Well, all the talk I was talking at the beginning of the show, um, 
I don't have them winning this division either. I have them at nine and seven. I actually have the Titans and Jags above them in their division, but I have them at nine and seven, barely missing out on the playoffs. But like you said, watch watch out for the Colts next year, especially if they can improve their defense. They'll they'll be something to mess with with Andrew Luck. And I'm going to make a prediction right here. I said it on Twitter already. Le'Veon Bell to the Colts. That that's that's so scary. Why would why would you say that? Just because your team's not in the AFC, like why would you wish that? <laughs> All right. <laughs> uh, let's move on. Let's move on to the Houston Texans, who's also four and twelve. Uh, one and five in the division. They lose their defensive coordinator, who goes to Tennessee, and Mike Rabel. We'll get into that later. Texans, man, can we finally see the Texans healthy? That's all I want to see because they're wasting a lot of years. Um, we we have yet to see Kalani and what? <laughs> Kalani been in the league for what three or four years, and we for a long period of time dominating as the best two pass rushers in the game. They got Honey Badger from the Cardinals. Deshaun Watson returning from the ACL injury. Uh, that could be something. Uh, what What are your thoughts on, on overall what the Houston Texans have done so far? Um, I don't know. I really do not know how to gauge the Texans. They were really bad last year. They were really bad. But when they were when they could get the ball rolling and they were good, they were really good. So like they have the worst offensive line in the NFL. I I think it's going to be a mixed match where, like, when they play really good pass rush defenses, like, they're going to struggle unless Deshaun just m- makes those big plays where he just scrambles the ball like he did last year, like, countless times in that game against the Seahawks. And they have no run game. And I don't see how – they're going to control the ball with their great defense to win these games that they need to. Right. And we talk about defense that's like so good on paper, yet we have yet to see the production because somebody's always hurt. Brian Cushing always, always hurt. Merciless was hurt last year. Um, they did bring over Colvin from um, from Jacksonville. He was, he was a slot corner over there in Jacksonville. Bring him over at corner. Like you said, you still got Honey Badger. I, like you say, it's, it's hard to gauge because you don't know if they're going to be there because, you know, this could be the year, uh, God forbid, that they all stay healthy and then now you got your Iron Man, DeAndre Hopkins, he gets hurt. You know what I'm saying? Like, it's always it's always something yeah. in Houston, man. And that, that's their big, biggest problem. Um, that's why I wouldn't bank or put money on the Houston Texans to win this division. Uh, even with Deshaun Watson back healthy, uh, like I say, you come off the ACL injury and you don't feel 100% until – you know, maybe you know, maybe six, seven weeks into the season. So, so yeah, just feel comfortable like playing on your knee. And you look at it. You look at it. Opening the schedule, like it's it's hard. Uh, you, at New England, at Tennessee, versus the Giants, at Indianapolis versus Dallas. And if you struggled, you know, John Watson struggled. Like I said, the offensive line's not good. And if you can if you struggle early in the season. You can you can look at another season where they're going down the drain, which this team really shouldn't be that way. Um, with that being said, I I'll, I haven't gone nine and seven. I think they are a pretty good team. I'm I'm assuming no injuries. I'm assuming like, you know I'm assuming that you know overall their health is okay, um, and I think they can go nine and seven. Um, I have them going eight and eight. Like I said, I don't 
if they can't control the ball and control time of possession, I don't know how they're going to win as many games as they would like. Now let's let's talk before we move on. Let's talk future. Do you think Deshaun Watson, like what what do you see his uh, his ceiling being as far as a quarterback in this league? He has like like Jalen Ramsey said, he has the talent to be an MVP. It's just bringing all of that together and having like honestly just having luck on your side where you make those big plays all out throughout the year, having the confidence to just make those plays and know what to do in the pocket and be a leader on that team. Deshaun Watson has that ceiling. Right. And then they four and 12 last year and they should have won two games against Seattle and against your New England Patriots. But that, that comes down to which I think is the reason why they're always going to be held back. Even if there are, if they, even if they are hundred percent healthy and that's, Head coach Bill O'Brien. I do not believe in Bill O'Brien. Um, they always want to grant him as the QB whisperer or the the quarterback guy. And outside of Watson, he has not gotten it done. And his play calling and his late game decision making is the reason why I'm scared of of the Texans and why I can't see them dominating a division or or making the playoffs. For example, back back when they had Matt Schaub and all that, didn't they have Case Keenum too? And look where he's at now. Right. So if you were such a quarterback whisperer, why come you can't? You know, it's like Matt Schaub, pick six Schaub is what I call him. Then <laughs> Brandon Whedon, Brock Osweiler, it, it, the list goes on. And I'm I'm actually glad that that Watson, if Watson can be that guy, because. I don't like when I see good talent being wasted. I don't like to see Hopkins always lose. I don't like to see JJ Watt, Clowney, um, and Honey Badger. Like I, lo- I like all these guys, and and when you have b- b- bad QB play, that wastes years, and uh, we don't have time for that, you know, in this season. But let's go on to the Tennessee Titans. Game. Who won the division last year? Titans won the, the Jaguars. You sure? Weren't the Jags twelve and four last season? No, nah, they couldn't have been. They lost two games. They lost two games to the Titans. Anyway, let 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 it roll with the uh, let's see Titans nine and seven. Yeah, okay, okay. Jacksonville did win the division. My At eleven and five. My bad. Tennessee <laughs> Titans nine and seven, five and one division. They did sweep the Jacksonville Jaguars. I love this team so much. I'm gonna tell you why. So we're looking at this this coaching staff that they brought in after firing the coach, which I thought needed to go. Even 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 when in the playoff game that they shouldn't have won. Um, but let me tell you why I love this team. So you got the, your defensive uh, defensive coordinator from Texas, Mike Vrabel. He's not your head coach. I like him. You know he's a New England guy. He obviously, pro, you know, learned under Bill, learned under learned under uh, Bill O'Brien and Romeo Cromwell. So he knows the Patriots' way of how you know how to go about business, how to go about your day to day stuff. So that's good. Why not? Why not have the system of you know the best coaching probably all time? Have you know be be a pupil of him? Understand that. Boom. Offensive coordinator Matt Lafleur. For anybody who don't know who that is, he's been on the staff for the two highest offenses the last two years. He's with Kyle Shanahan in Atlanta, and he was with uh, Sean McVay in L.A. with the Rams last season. Now, what I'm thinking is. 
if I've learned under those two guys, there is no way I'm not seeing this offense pop. Like, as far as, you know, offensive mind-wise. Because he left the Rams because he get to call the plays here because Brave was, was a defensive guy. So, he's going to call the plays. So, my thing is, I'm looking at I'm looking at what I think should happen, right? And I'm thinking, okay, Mariota and Davis. I'm looking at Matt Ryan and Julio. I'm looking at Jared Dolphin, his, I guess, trio of guys last year. And I'm thinking of the offense used running backs, Devontae Freeman, Tevin Coleman, uh, Todd Gurley in the passing game, and they bring over Deion Lewis. So, like, with all that being said, and on top of that, those two teams didn't have what Titans got as the X-Factor, and that's Delaney Walker. So, I'm thinking that this offense that really wasn't that great last year, 23rd in passing, 29th plays per game, 20th the scoring offense, and half the middle of the pack of rushing, you got to think this offense should be a top 10 offense next year. See, on paper, it all looks good, but I I don't think Mariota is the guy. Like, if they build a system around Mariota, I can see how they have a top 10 offense, but I don't trust Mariota to w- win them games. I, I trust him not to lose them games, but I don't trust him to win them games. Okay, I can see that. And then you got to think also, when he first got into the league, what they couldn't do for him. Protect. Now you're talking about three years, four years later, and you got this is one of the best offensive line in football. You got arguably one of the best left tackles uh, who just got paid to Luan in football. Um, and I'm liking what Weber has done so far in defense. He drafted Rashawn Evans out of Alabama, uh, stole Harold Landry because he failed in the draft, another pass rusher. He take Malcolm Butler from the Patriots. Like I, I'm, and I'm like, and you got that safety uh, buyer back there. Like this on paper, like like I said, on paper, everything's perfect. And the fact that they were nine and seven last year, five one division, it, it gives you a kind of sense that okay, they actually can control not not control, but they're the top guys of the division. That's who everybody had to beat because they're five and one last year. And I I just think this this has to be the year that he pops, uh, Mariota. That is because <laughs> we we've been waiting on it. And, you know, everybody don't want to knock a quarterback we'll get into later in James Winston. But Mariota last year had more picks than touchdowns, like you're saying. So, like, but he never had the guy. I'm, I'm just, like I said, I'm assuming that he's going to have a guy who offensively can can make him. He can trust. Yeah, who you can trust and make him better. Because you look at Matt Ryan before Kyle Shanahan. You look at Jared Goff before he got Sean McVay. This, like, that, like, like the season before, you just got to just assume that, okay, he learned under them, pop, 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 and I need to see. I, I really, I really just want to see that because if he ever does do that, I think Tennessee can run away with this division. Um, but because I, I can't see the future, I got them at ten and six, uh, one game improvement over last year. I don't have them going five and one again this year in the in the uh, division though. See, the way I look at it is, is with all their improvements on defense, and like you said, they have one of the best offensive lines in the NFL. They got Deion Lewis. They got Derrick Henry, who is an absolute physical specimen. I don't see why they don't take the Jacksonville Jaguars approach and just try to run the ball for one-two punch with Henry and Lewis because 
last year, what was it? Lewis had five yards per carry with the New England Patriots. I don't see why they can't. And he's a passing catching back, so I don't see why they can't just run their two running backs with their great line and then have Mariota just control the game and not make as many turnovers as he did last year. Right. And then you got guys like Jalen Ramsey calling him a good game manager. So, yeah, I mean, he can be the quarterback, like you said. He might not be the quarterback to win no games, but he need to be the quarterback that don't lose you, lose your game. He need to be in the same category as Alex Smith and Tyrod Taylor, at least. Uh, at least, because he has the legs for it, too. And if he doesn't throw the ball to a receiver, he can always throw it to himself. So, <laughs> that's, that's the talent that no other quarterback in this league has. Um, <laughs> the ability currently. To- currently, the- currently. Currently. Okay, currently. The other one's wearing a gold jacket. Right, right, right. That's funny. Uh, let's move on to the Saxonville Jaguars. Now, I was let me tell you, I was playing Madden the other day, right? And you know, I was trying to test it out, see who I can play with. So I got, I got a simple team. I got like, I think I got, I got Titans. That matter of fact, and I couldn't do a damn thing. And I mean, I I had I couldn't I couldn't avoid I couldn't throw to the receivers, I couldn't I couldn't throw it to the running backs because they're too fast to get there. I better could throw it to the tight end. Couldn't even take off a couldn't even take take off a run with Mariota because they're still faster than me. And this <laughs> this defense is loaded, and that's a, and that's so scary about the Jacksonville Jaguars. Like everywhere you look, it's a star, and that's scary. Their defense is the equivalent of the Golden State Warriors next year, basically. Yeah, it's so it's it's hard to it's hard to see the defense fall off. Like you said, arguably the best defense. Then Minnesota has a bunch of uh, talent. Like I think Jaguars have more stars, um, but the Vikings' uh, uh, defense is like so too like so co- uh, cohesive because they've been together so long. I think I think I think Jacksonville got the star power to. Just dominate uh offense offensive team. Um Jalen Ramsey <laughs> coming out talking about all these quarterbacks uh the whole time. And you know what's funny to me? Like I couldn't agree with most of them. I didn't I didn't agree with Big Ben um saying that he's decent. Um I didn't agree with Andrew Luck saying that he's not good at all. Uh, I think it was one more. I think it was um Was it Stafford? Stafford, yeah, talking about some he's straight. Come on now. The three guys I just named to in my in easily top ten. I don't I if I see a list of Stafford outside of top ten, I already throw your list away because this you y'all don't watch this guy play football. Anyway, so but Jay, but he wouldn't talk about his quarterback. He said he said Blake gotta do what he does what he gotta do. And, I, and when I read that, I was, I I, I kind of like stood, sit back a little bit. I was like he do what he got to do. So you're not saying nothing about, like, his arm talent. You're not saying anything about, like, he's a he's a winner or this, whatever, whatever. You're talking about he do what he got to do because he can't do too much. Because he doesn't, he doesn't have the talent. Uh, and that's the only reason why I think Jacksonville won't get but so far. I don't think this is, this is like, Trent Dilfer and the Ravens where you can just win with the uh, subpar quarterback. This is a passing league now. Um even even with your smash mouth football, at some point you gotta throw the ball. And I don't trust Bortles. 
I assume you don't trust Borders either. I don't trust Borders, but I don't think he get he he's worthy of all the slack that he gets. He's not that bad. Like he he can run the ball if he needs to. He like I don't know. He's just not that bad. So so you Jalen Ramsey too. So he do he just do what he got to do, huh? He do yeah exactly. <laughs> he do what he got to do. They win games. Hey. I mean, I mean, yeah, they 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 improved off his line. They got the best the best uh, lineman in the agency. They got him Safarian Jenkins. They got him Moncrief. Uh, I think the receiving core is pretty good. They got DJ Chart, who I really love outside out of LSU, six four, running four three. Um, he got weapons. Like, and to me though, my thing about Jacksonville is, it's not like they were stuck with Blake Borders. This offseason, they had the chance to move on from him if they if they wanted to. Um, they, yeah, they could have got Teddy Bridgewater. They could have they anyone. I mean, they, I mean, they had a first round pick. Case Keenum. They, they, they had yeah, Case Keenum. They had a first round pick. They could have got a rookie quarterback. You know what I'm saying? Like, they could you 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 tied yourself up. I'm not saying it wasn't a bad deal because he took a lot of less for for a quarterback. Um, he, obviously he don't deserve all that money, but he took a less deal, so he said. Um, he talking about something. He took the Tom Brady approach, um, <laughs> like like he was working with Tom Brady to ever, ever get. But anyway, I mean, I'm not saying that he like I said he he can he does what he got to do. He he can run the ball and he's smart with the football sometimes. I I just I just I just it holds a bad taste in my mouth that they actually chose to keep Blake Bortles, um, which like I said, and they could have got Taylor Bridgewater. I, I would have got him on the cheap. I would have got signed him, and just in case, you know, or I, I would try to save myself if I was that GM or Tom Coughlin. My defense, we had no problem with them. We know they're going to be probably the best in the NFL. And Leonard Fournette coming into his second year, I believe he's a beast. Oh, he yes. With his usage, he might be up there with like some of the other running backs that are elite. I, now, I I wish I could trust his backups. Not not necessarily like saying he's going to get hurt, but like, I mean, I, I guess when you're, when you're, you know, every down back, I guess that's fine. But I would love for him to get spelled sometimes because he's, I don't want him to get run into the ground because this is the team that was top of the league and plays per game, top of the league in uh, time possession. I just, I'm just, I'm just scared for him because he has to do so much. He did so much in college, now he had to do so much in the NFL as far as offensively. Um, but I really, I do think Blake Bortles would be okay because I think that you can't be this bad with this receiver core that they have. It's the reason why they let Allen Hearns and Allen Robinson go. You don't let you don't, you don't let that kind of talent walk out the door without having something, you know. So yeah, so yeah, I think Fournette's gonna be a beast. And they got, like I said, they got the, one of the best guards in football. <laughs> they gonna still run that ball, smash my football. Uh, if Leonard Fournette gets hurt, like they, the only way they're winning games is if the other team scores zero points, which is possible with how good which, their defense which is. Possible. And I think, I, think I, I don't think that's a bad thing to add your defense. Um, like to say, hey, Saxonville, I need you. Calais Campbell, please. Uh, you know what I'm saying? Like they. They should be able to do that. 
Number one passing defense, number seven in rush defense. Second, second, they only gave up 70 points a game. If you can just hold them to two touchdowns in the field goal every time, hey, the offense can got they got to do something. All right, I have them at thirteen and three. Where do you have them this year? I got them eleven five. I got them. I got them one game over Tennessee. Yeah, eleven five. Their schedule not as tough as everybody else's, but I think that their this division is one of the best. Remember, like three or four years ago, this was the the worst, <laughs> the worst. And ever since Angel Luck been hurt, it felt like he got switched around. Mm-hmm. I'm glad that these three teams have finally caught up because Angel Luck was winning. He was winning with a sorry team. He was so much. Better than the opposing the opposing teams in the divisions um, quarterbacks, right? It was a huge gap, and it still is a huge gap. But the other teams have caught up in defense because I feel like they they built their defense like Angel Luck. That's, that's my opinion. All right, before we move on to the NFC, just want to point out I don't have a team in this division with a losing record. Yeah, the yeah you said yeah the Colts ten ten and six or nine and six. nine nine, and six. nine seven and the Texans eight and eight. But let's move on to the NFC South. Do we even have to talk about the Bucks? <laughs> hey, that's funny because this might be the worst team in football. <laughs> I have them as the worst team in football by like a mile. Well, I guess we got to talk about them. We got to give guys who we got to give every team their, their fair shot. Five and eleven, one and five in their division. Now, offensively, Derek Cutter is one of the best coaches in the game for the passing offense last year. They sling the ball, but they. Obviously, that's a little padded stats because they're getting garbage time as well. James Winston is is suspended for the first four games. I think even if he did play, they're they, losing those they games. Lose the first four games anyway. <laughs> so their the first their first four games are absolutely ridiculous. They play like some of the best teams in football. They play they play three playoff teams from last year: at New Orleans, Philadelphia, Pittsburgh. Play at Chicago, who we both are very high on. Go to a bye and come back and play at Atlanta. And then versus the Browns, which I'm not high on, but they're still losing that game. <laughs> it, it it doesn't get any easier for them nowhere on this on this on this paper in their schedule. If you tell you the truth, like we already think they're gonna be sorry. The only high hopes is that Mike Evans can still be good. Uh, their their draft pick running back Ronald Jones can be good. Uh, you want you want to see. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Whoa, from what I'm hearing, Peyton Barber is starting over Rojo. I mean, yeah, but you got to – when when you're looking at free agency, you're looking at drafts, you got to follow the money or follow the high draft pick. At the end, by the end of the season, Ronald Jones will have that job. And I can so, agree with that. So, so you want to have you want to see improvement by, by the end of the season because you know he's going to be sorry. Let's work on that. Jerry McCoy, Levante David, sorry, guys. Uh, just like I was saying about the Houston Texans without a quarterback, I'm sorry to see y'all waste y'all careers. <laughs> y'all are – that run defense is scary, boy. <laughs> but I do like what they did in the D line. Like the D line is not as bad as I thought it was going to be. Yeah, Jerry McCoy, you got JPP came coming over. They passed up on a safety, which I thought they needed Mega Fitzpatrick to take Vita Via out of Washington, who Jerry McCoy said is like looking very, very impressive. And <laughs> Jerry McCoy calls him uh, what's the guy? Wait, is, it, is his name Moana? What's the guy from the the guy from Moana? Yeah, I think it's is it Moana? Is a girl named Moana? Man, see Maui, Maui. Well, we are terrible. We are terrible. Oh, <laughs> I'm sorry, The Rock. I'm sorry, Dwayne. <laughs> yeah, my apologies, uh, Mr. Rock. Please don't rock bother me. Um, <laughs> but I, I guess, I guess, really, dude, what's the leash on James Winston at quarterback? 
Dirk Dirk Cutter as a head coach and for the general manager. Uh, I I feel like this this is the end of the line. At least for at least for the coaching GM. No, I, I say the same thing about Winston. Like, this is his year to put up or shut up when he comes back. Like, we already know his team is going to go 0-4. We need to see what he can do with this team to see if he's going to, like, continue to make it in the league. Because, like, he has so, so much potential, but he has done nothing with it. I like Jameis, man, especially on a football field. I, I, think, he's a, I think he's a pretty good leader on the field. But like he, his off the field, like I said, the off the field stuff. He just, he really just immature, and it is time to grow up. The, back on the Tennessee side, when they were talking about, I heard some reports over the summer saying, "Oh yeah, we knew we picked the right guy. We picked Mariota. We glad Tampa Bay took James Winston." The thing about it is, if you're talking about just talent alone, Winston it, blows Mariota out of the blows, water. Blows him out the water, and so it's like they made the right decision as far as talent wise. And I just don't, I just don't know, I just don't know what it is. Um, the defense doesn't help him out. Uh, they fired a defense guy for the offensive guy, and the offense. I mean, it not, it's not a scary offense. We not, we we're not scared of, we're not scared of Tampa Bay when we played them. Um, he has the pieces around him. They can't really run the ball. All this line's not that good. Okay, you have a star t- uh, receiver. You got two decent, solid tight ends, Sean Jackson. I just don't see how this team puts it together to win games. Yeah. I really don't. The defense not good. The offense plays catch up too much. But then again, if this game is if the game is close, do you try, do you trust the Bucks offense to 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 win a game? This might be the best time for them to go because do you know do you realize this staff is also the same staff that was in Atlanta before they before Atlanta got their new head coach Dan Quinn and and brought in Shanahan and all that. Yeah, the only only difference is they flipped jobs. Head coach is not a head coach, and head coach in Atlanta, Mike Smith, who was terrible at decision making, is defense coordinator. So now you know why the defense sucks. So let's move on from the Bucks because I'm getting mad from because they're sorry. <laughs> I got I got them at one and fifteen. I have them winning one game versus Carolina. That's it. I got them two and fourteen. I actually got them beating Cleveland. Uh, I got them. I got them beating Washington. I, I don't know. I just picked the game. <laughs> I don't believe in. I just don't believe in the Panthers. They, like they, they're. Let's let's move on to the third place team, which is the Atlanta Falcons, who the third place, but was ten and six. <laughs> All right, so I wrote some things down from last year uh, about the Falcons. Last year they were twenty fourth in plays, fourteenth in time of possession, but they were fourth on third down, and they when they were moving the ball down the field, they were one of the best offenses moving it down the field from the twenty to the other twenty but they could not score in the red zone. Do you think if they can hold the ball longer and if they can score in the end zone that they can win these games? Well, they had to find a way to get Julio Jones the ball, especially in the red zone, because that's just, that's the best player. They they have the weapons. They and I, they got they got Calvin Ridley, who's a good possession receiver, so maybe maybe that's why they got him as well for the red zone. Uh but yeah, they they need to get they need to get their act together because the defense the defense is coming, which means you have to start paying people. And you had your chance to win your Super Bowl, you blew it. So yeah, it's it's time. It's time. I think I think this I think that they're gonna be fine. I think, you know, second year for Sar- Sarkeesian as the office coordinator, and you're talking about this defense, this the defense is getting nastier and nastier every year. They're 
they're drafting somebody who they're coming. They draft somebody who plugs in. They got they got True Font, who's a very underrated corner. They got two good safeties. Uh, they I, I like them a lot. If he Beasley can get back to All Star uh, pass rusher, then we we talk about something. Matter of fact, while we talk about it, I guess I go make make a bold prediction. I think Atlanta could be a top five defense this year. I can't I can't deny that just because they also have the offensive line. So if like I said, if they can control the ball and play well on both sides of the ball, I don't see why they can't have a top five in offense or defense. Right, and so we we both pretty high on these guys. Uh, I think I, th- I think I think once Matt Ryan and uh, we know the offense is going to be fine. Uh, I think the defense is going to emerge. They was already you know top half last year. Now I think they're going to take that next step. And we're talking about the step that Minnesota took, the step that Jacksonville took, the step that the uh, LA Chargers took. I think this is the time that we're going to talk about the Atlanta Falcons. Uh, Dan Quinn, who was part of the Seattle uh, Legion of Boom uh, teams, he brought that. And- but but. I have one question for you. What are the Falcons the best team in their division? I'm. I, they can be. I, I feel like it's a it's a toss up, in my opinion. I think it's a toss up. I agree. They can be, but I just I have the Saints edging them out just barely. Just to be, just because I like I trust Drew Brees more to just control that offense and win them games. I, I had the Atlanta going ten and six this this season. Uh yeah, I have them going eleven and five. They they get a wild card spot and they're second in their division. Ten and six, eleven and five. That's about that's about right. Uh, let's move on to the second place team, the Carolina Panthers, who are three and three in division, zero and three versus the Saints. You know my biggest question about them is the defense, horrible secondary, terrible. They lost they lost their defensive coordinator, and they gained an offensive coordinator. And when that happens in the same season, you got to assume regression, right? Oh, yeah, most definitely. I only believe in two players on their defense, and one of them is suspended for the first, like, three or four games of the season, and Luke Keekley and Thomas Davis. Do Luke still hold the best linebacker in the game? Because he he hasn't really been the superstar lately. He's been a star, all-star, but he hasn't been that guy that, that 99 overall on Madden. Yeah, I I don't think he has the team around him. I think he has to do too much. We had a Josh Norman around him, uh, a decent secondary, better you know better pass rushers. Yeah, he he stood out more. I mean, maybe maybe the concussions are getting to him because he get hurt. He get he lose like two or three games per season because of that. Um, he does. So maybe maybe that could be the reason. Uh, I actually have, I guess not really a bold prediction, but this is one of my teams that you know that I expect. To miss the playoffs, and it's not because that they're a sorry team. I just think when you lose the defense coordinator and you, the, the defensive talent is not that great, um, you bring in No Turner, who's who's you know been been through the league. He's 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 a pretty good pretty good coach, and I think he will help Cam and that offense out a lot. I I, I just don't see those things clicking, all the things clicking in, in the first season to get together, um, and I just think. I mean, last year they was eleven and five. I think they'll fall down to nine and seven, which is not a bad it's not a bad season. Uh, but I just don't think uh, they're they're making the playoffs this year. But purely based off the coordinators and NFC is just so talented. I look at like all their preseason rankings on Pro Football Focus, and they're bottom thirteen in everything: offensive line, pass rush, run D, and secondary. They're 29th in secondary, and then I go back to last season. 
And they were second in time of possession, fourth in rushing, 12th in plays, and seventh and third down on offense. I don't see how they can control the ball this much with how much their team has declined. And I don't see them replicating the stuff they did last year. So I have them at seven and nine. And that and that's only because Cam is an absolute freak. Yeah, and if Cam could be MVP, like they were talking about something totally different. And he, he can't be stopped. Um, but he has the worst left tackle in football. I'm talking to you, Matt Khalil. You better off placing a rock at left tackle. <laughs> because I don't know if you saw a preseason game, Cam hit the ground a lot. And it's his blind side. <laughs> blind side ain't coming through that door. You ain't get, you're not getting Michael Orr from the blind side. So I I hope Cam can stay upright. What do you before we I yeah, I wrote that in uh my analysis for QBs. Like I'm so afraid of Cam getting hurt because he takes all these risks. His line is bad. He has to run the ball to move the ball. That's why they were so good on third down last year, because Cam can just scramble for 15 yards at any time. But all all of those hits are gonna get to him. Right, and I, I, I'm hoping that he learns that. If you look at their receiving core, they're fast guys. They're guys. They're playmaking guys. Put the ball in McCaffrey hands. Put the ball in DJ Anderson hands. Put the ball in the DJ Moore out of Maryland. Uh, Curtis Samuel's back. Put the ball in their hands. Let them do the work, Cam. That's my, I guess, my advice to him is let them do the work because yeah, for that, for that fact alone. Um, before we move on to the Saints, what do you what do you think of uh Kelvin Benjamin's comments about Cam Newton? Um, he's just he's not ready. He's not prepared. I've said I've said I've said this already. I've, I've said this where I think it's the right message, but the wrong message. I agree. When you come into training camp at like two hundred and eighty pounds, when he's supposed to be like two thirty, two forty, at like six four, like he is not the person to come at Cam about preparation and inaccuracies when he can't jump to get the ball. If this was Steve Smith, maybe, you know what I'm saying? Like, I, I can I can see it. Or let, you know what I'm saying? Because, but when you come, like you said, we're coming from you, you, you're you not the guy to deliver this message. You, you, he, he's right, but you can't say that. You, you're not the guy that can say that. Now, let's move on to the NFC South champions from last year, the New Orleans Saints. How much do we got to say about these guys? Drew Brees, first ballot. Hall of Famer, just things we know. Uh, about to break all the records set by Peyton Manning this year. All the pass, all time passing records. They're they're all going to be his. Right, eleven and five, four two in the division last year. Um, they really, they really didn't add spicy picks. Uh, they traded up. I think that was a dumb trade by them. Um, they traded the first round pick away for a pass rusher who probably was going to fall to them anyway, but. Still got continuity here. Same head coach, same OC, same DC. The only only bad thing about it is uh, no Ingram for the first four games. But finally, finally, what everybody was impressed about and surprised about the defense. And the defense, the tape, the defense wasn't great. It was solid, and that's all Drew Brees needs. <laughs> it's a solid defense. Yeah, their run defense isn't the uh, the best coming into the season. They're ranked twenty seventh, but as long as they control the ball and they're up in games, which they're that's what their team is built for to run the ball and be up in games. Then I don't see how that is really going to be a problem for them at all. Like I don't see how this team loses many games. Like like you said, this this is one of the best teams in football. They're Super Bowl or bust for them. Yeah, and 
this this is a Super Bowl contending team. Sean Payton and Drew Brees, one of the best offensive minds, both of them. Um, I have been going ten and six, tied with Atlanta. Uh, I didn't really do all the calculations of who actually won the division because uh, they had them both uh, splitting. I'll just give it to the Saints as the division winner again. Um, I have them going twelve and four, one game above Atlanta. They lose at Atlanta, at the Giants, at Baltimore, and at your Vikings. I I have them starting off rough through the season. They start off three and three, and then they don't lose a game for the rest of the season because Ingram gets going again, and they don't face any good teams except for the Rams, the Eagles, and then the Falcons yeah. again. And all of those games are at home. I do think after that bye, it's going to be crazy because at Baltimore, at Minnesota versus the Rams, like that is three three playoff teams right there. Two top defenses, and the Rams should be there with the addition that they made. So, uh, yeah, Saints Saint should be I, – I, I can see 12 and 4. I'm going to give them 10 and 6. I'm going to just go – like I said, I, I'd rather pay, be low than too high on them. Uh, Saints, Falcons uh, to, to make playoffs again. Saints, Falcons to make playoffs, and Jags, Titans to make playoffs again for it's the same yep. as last year to me. I don't, change, I don't see no change in that. All right, well, that's our show for the day. Dirty South, we talked about Andrew Luck. Can he be the one-man show? Can he go back to the old days where the Colts was winning this vision just about walking to the stadium? Can the Texas stay healthy? Will the Bucks be 0-16? Um, Patrick Kevin Kev, appreciate Austin Hunt for joining me again, man. Yeah, no problem, man. Don't forget to check out our fantasy podcast coming out soon. All the fantasy advice you need. If you want to win your league that that we're not in, um, listen to our podcast because we're going to have all the information you need. Get you some money. Uh, get, get, get you some DraftKings and FanDuel advice so you can be rich and you can split it with us because uh, I need my student loans paid. We... Me too. That is my goal for the year, to have my student loans paid off by DraftKings. Exactly. <laughs>